Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You ready? Yeah. You want to start the thing? Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Becca. She, her, hers. And I'm Josie. They, them, theirs. And we're your, your judges. judges. We haven't done this in a hoot minute. Uh, this is By the Cover Podcast. We look at Amazon book reviews and, uh, and we make fun of them. Yeah. Uh, if you've forgotten that, we have to. Uh, yeah, just just in case you don't remember, uh, or if you're new, uh, this oh, yeah. is this is our first time recording the uh, the podcast not in the studio. Ah, uh, yes, where we are sitting in the ever so very glamorous the kitchen, which is mm-hmm. maybe our most soundproof room. Yeah, our cat is here, so if we have to interrupt the 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 uh, I was gonna say interview, which this definitely is not <laughs> the the show to just kind of scoop her up because she's decided that snorfing at the microphone. Mm-hmm. Is the most interesting thing. Oh, it's uh, a possibility. Entirely a possibility. Um. All right. Uh. So I've had a I've had a, a anecdote stored for a long time. I'm so ready for your so anecdote. So it's time for it. Uh, I got a phone call from from Baylor University uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago, and uh, and it's this the student worker work study uh, who is asking me if I would like to donate. Uh, money to Baylor. Potentially important to note also that Josie is an alumni of Baylor University. Yes, I went to Baylor University and now they want a donation from me um, to help them with their $60 million welcome center that they're building. Um, And so I told this work study if I could speak to her supervisor... Oh, God, you must have scared some poor, like, junior person who's just, like, trying to get by with their eight hours. And so I tell, I tell, I tell her supervisor that I don't, I don't appreciate being asked to donate money for a welcome center, especially not when I'm being asked by a work study, because I know how little the work studies are being paid uh, and sure would feel better about donating money to Baylor um, if we didn't spend millions of dollars on fountains and welcome centers. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay attention to the show. <laughs> I'm not doing anything and our cat definitely isn't doing something very cute. But definitely not document. taking photos of our cat. Um, 
And so then he put me back on. He he took down all that, um, presumably, and put me back on with the work study to finish out the call because 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 things I suffering. Guess. And uh, I kind of explained to her like what was happening, and I, I made it very clear to her supervisor and to her like I don't want any of this to come back on the work study. Like she's just she, doing her job, you know, wonderful job pitching it to Josie, <laughs> who's just a cranky cranky liberal. <laughs> Which how dare they? Um, and I. Uh, and then right at the end of the call, when I kind of like explained to the work study, like what exactly like I had said and stuff, she said, okay, well, thank you so much for your time. And just so you know, I agree with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very, very fun. Um, oh man, you hate it. Like that's, that's the worst part. I think about working retail is when a customer comes to you with like a perfectly valid complaint mm-hmm. and they lay it all out for you and you're like, yes, but I work for a hell site corporation <laughs> and can't do anything about it. So, well, I agree with you. I would also like to get a paycheck. <laughs> that, that is uh, ultimately, ultimately what is most important for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> let's get into the podcast. Yeah, let's, let's do this podcast. Uh, so I, I have brought for your, uh, your listening pleasure. Oh man, I'm seeing this, this cover, this, this title right now. And I'm going to lose it. Uh, that boy, a small town friends to lovers romance. I think my favorite part about doing this podcast with you is I feel like I have learned and come to appreciate that the romance genre is mm-hmm. really like an all-you-can-eat fro-yo buffet mm-hmm. in that like they get real specific yeah, yeah yeah oh it gets even it gets really great because uh Jillian Dodd who is the author has actually like even more focused this from like romance and like small town friends to lovers but then also sports. It is filed oh. under sports romance. Oh, it's a sports romance. I don't really care about this book unless he falls in love with this soccer ball. <laughs> That's something compelling for me. Uh, that boy is a boy next door. <laughs> soccer ball. Yeah. Uh, I was looking through my window at Chad. <laughs> Flirty bitch. The soccer ball. The soccer ball is flirty, yeah. Uh, that, that boy is a boy next door, friends to lover romance by USA Today bestselling author Jillian Dodd. Set in a small Midwestern town. Ooh, you can relate to this. Uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to small Midwestern town growing up in Minneapolis. I don't know. All towns in the Midwest are small, right? Minneapolis isn't a town. Whatever. It's one of the Twin Cities. We have the baseball team. That'd be like... If I, that'd be like, if I said what like, oh, Austin, like the, that small town Austin. The big you know? city that I have to pretend that my town is part of to make sure that people know where I'm from in Vermont is probably smaller <laughs> than the town that you grew up in, yeah. in the city. Yeah, probably. Uh, you're going to fall in love with Jaden, Philip, Okay, and is that Jaden with a Y? That is Jaden with a Y. And I want to be clear, later on, people will refer to her as JJ, which seems to be her nickname. Is it J-A-Y-J-A-Y or just JJ? Just two, like, like Abrams. Okay. Um, JJ Abrams is the lead yeah, so, romantic so, figure of so, so JJ Abrams, Philip, and Danny, uh, you'll feel their heartbreaks and happiness and we'll be cheering for them like your favorite college football team. God. All right, let's get into those reviews. Oh man, I Yes. Had a thought and it's gone now. Oh well. <laughs> 
Um, okay, I have a few selections. I found some good uh, two, three, and five star reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, listeners' choice, Becca. Where do we want to go first? Um, I would like a five star. Uh, like, yeah, let's go ecstasy to agony. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a really great one to start oh, out I with. I what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, I go was for really it. glad that this is a friends to lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that the romance genre is sometimes bogged down with like two straight people who just hate each other and yeah. they're like, but do want both though it, it is difficult though because it's a love triangle so while it is friends to lovers i think that we're still going to be seeing a lot of the issues of like denying feelings i mean but like i can, I can sort each of other. relate to some of that as an ace yeah person. definitely definitely uh don't you just hate but secretly root for girls like that god no i <laughs> Um, this, this I'm reviewer... not like the other girls or the girls. Okay, okay, this reviewer's name is 10,914 reviews. Dang. That is the name that this reviewer has given themselves, and I desperately want to believe that they update this every single time. 10,914 reviews. <laughs> is this, like, how you measure your, your book literacy? How do you? Measure, measure. Book literacy. <laughs> Book literacy. Amazon validation. Um, uh, yeah, no, I love the idea. Or it's like a goal. Mm-hmm. Like I have to hit 10,914 oh. before I can finally die and move on. <laughs> so five stars. 2017 is when this was reviewed. Verified purchase. Um, now this is a book that makes me wish I lived the story. <laughs> I get to like some... Okay. JJ seems to have it all. Don't you just hate, but secretly root for girls like that? You know how you get that feeling that you've just come across something special? That boy is something special. (laughs) The TV show equivalent of this for me is One Tree Hill. For others, it may be Dawson's Creek. So that, like, really, like, places it, like, nicely, like, what's going on? You want to know something terrible? (laughs) I have never seen either of those Oh, no, me either. But I know kind of where they live, and it is people angstily in love with each other for a long, long time. The title That Boy is so beguiling for me, and maybe it's just because I'm part of the LGBTQIA plus community, is just, like, I feel like you could do so many things Mm -hmm. that I know that this book is not going to do. No. Um, no. It will not. Uh, But back to the book. I want to be clear that 10,914 reviews uh, is now about three quarters of the way through their review. Oh dear. And are just now saying, but back to the book. The plot was well developed. Super funny, entertaining, and full of teenager goodness along the way. Ooh, nope. I want to be clear that what this is, it starts out uh, with following Jaden through her childhood and her friendship with these two boys okay, and then the romance stuff like I think really really starts to happen in, in like in the 20s years. I mean like there's probably some scene where one of them throws a rock at her head yeah, and like, yeah. she steals their bike and yeah, then you know like classic teen stuff and then it's not until they're like appropriately budding sexuality at the age of like oh yeah no um 16 uh, we'll, we'll get to exactly when the budding age of sexuality was. Ugh. Um, it's later than you think. Uh, that's good. No, that's good. No, that's... yeah, yeah, no, I, that's why I'm saying it's later than you think. Uh, I definitely want to know what's next for JJ and Philip. Well, way to go, 10,914 reviews. This is a love triangle story and you've already told me that she gets with Philip. No, well... Spoiler alert, Listen, I guess. the reason we rewatch classics is not because we don't know where they're going. It's because we enjoy the catharsis of reading them. 
dare you call this a classic even by like <laughs> indirectly fyi i so did not have a childhood like this but we're just gonna hold on to this review we're gonna hold on to some of the little nuggets that 10914 reviews um put in here there's some passive aggressiveness here we're just gonna we're just gonna hold on to it gracie also gives five stars um that boy what an interesting read with an interesting story about a young girl growing up with two amazing boys next door. She tells her story as if she, she is there relating all the good times and bad times in her life. She looses her parents. Yep. Loses. Loses her parents. They get in, loose. Listen, you have to keep an eye on your parents, <laughs> otherwise they'll just wander away. Didn't keep them tied up in the 12th grade and is an only child, quite spoiled to say the least. Okay, she loses her parents in 12th grade. Presumably dead, right? Yeah, you don't typically just be like, well, I went to the Walmart one day and they didn't come back. But then is followed up by, is a, a spoiled child. I mean, listen, she had her parents until the 12th grade. She should be grateful. Um, She goes to college and has her childhood friends as roommates. Whoa. And one is a football player. Who Co-ed really... in the mist- Midwest? <laughs> mm-hmm. Can um, you do that? Uh, the Midwest. <laughs> Can you do co-ed at Can any you... of schools? I don't know any school. Um, I mean, presumably, like, they get, like, an apartment or something together. Because they've been friends forever. Ooh, that's gonna break bad. Yeah, I think. Uh, one is a football player who later goes to the major leagues. You know? What? Major league football. Oh, <laughs> man, I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> I know exactly fuck divided by all on sports, I just, but I, I know that there's not major league football. I don't think you call it major league football, but now I'm worried, so I'm gonna do a quick Google. Major League uh, no, Football. <laughs> yeah, it's a you, thing. You do call it Major League Football. And as I said, I know exactly fuck divided by all. Oh, hang on. Hang oh, on. Oh, is it for the, the actual clear. sport you do by foot? It no, is. it is for American football. It It is proposed professional American football league consisting of teams that are all league owned. So it is a company, not... I don't understand sports. I'm going to go back to the book. If you know anything about football, please don't tell us about it because it won't sink in. Put it in a review. We'll read the review and then you can tell us that we're dumb about sports. True, but still give us a five star. Yeah, please give us a five star review because we're funny. You will certainly be entertained with all the ups and downs of her life. I hope to read more of her books later. I just want us to circle back now to 10,914 reviews. Who talked about like how she wished or they wished that they had a childhood like this. Really jealous of of Jaden secretly. And then like her, her parents, parents died. died. Yeah. Tw- Listen. <laughs> so for some people. That's the dream. Um, okay. Uh, I really want us to get into uh, these three star uh, reviews real quick. Um, love the idea, but I loved the idea of this book. I'm a sucker for the high school sweetheart love story. Mm-hmm. While this had that, I just felt like there was a lot of running around and a lot of sex with various people that were not Whoa. the one she should have been with. While I did enjoy the dynamic of the three main characters, I would have enjoyed the story a lot more if there had been less sex, particularly with other people. While nothing was overly graphic, this is definitely one of those parents read before your teens do books. I just felt all other relationships took something away from the beauty of the main relationship. I enjoyed the progression of seeing each of the three main characters develop from childhood, middle school, high school, and into college and beyond. 
There were some really gripping scenes and a curve that came way out of left field that I was not in any way expecting. So overall, there were definitely some good things about this book, and the writing is good. It just wasn't, perhaps, my personal cup of tea. I guess that's an excellent point in that, like, this is the kind of book that people come to because they really expect a, like, through line from high school to college falling in love and having babies forever. I mean, there should be marriage in there somewhere. Sure. Um, I just think it's, I, I want, I, I think it's very fun. And I'm going to do another fun little juxtaposition because I found a lot in that boy, a lot oh, of juxtaposition how, reviews. How literary of you. Oh, thank you. Mark the Border, two stars. OMG! I read the book. The entire book. The entire book. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I am now officially 13 years old. I want to know who this person <laughs> was. Like, were they going around and saying, I'm I'm unofficially 13. Yesterday, I finished the book. I was not, I was not wholly 13 yet. I am officially 13 years old. There should be a warning on the book. You must be under the age of 12 to read this. What? There's sex in this book, though. <laughs> Probably the worst dribble ever written. Wow. A little sports cross reference <laughs> there. Maybe unintentional. <laughs> you don't dribble in football it would be very bad to dribble in football <laughs> i think actually when you dribble that's called fumbling um all right and then just one i i oh, love that that 13 year old was like i'm the smartest 13 year old that's ever been born if i was one year younger maybe i would like this but now that i am officially 13 years old mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is dribble pure dribble just dribble like from the corner of my grandma's mouth um, so, I like the author, but, and this is going to be the one I want to end on. Okay, um, this is the button. Good author, but too much of the paranormal for my taste. What? <laughs> Wait, hold up. I hope that she has ghost parents. I really hope she has ghost parents. I like the writings, uh, author's writing style and enjoyed her first book. I'm definitely going to try book number two in this series, which is weird because give it two stars. There's nothing that two stars could ever bring me back to. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah. I just the that that little bit of paranormal D didn't do it for me. Everything maybe else, that, that maybe was fine. that's the curve that the other person was talking about. That came Her way out of the field. Parents come back and they're like, "Don't go date don't, your other don't, friend. Don't date D Derek. Date date, date your longtime football friend. He will be famous someday. Oh, sportsman. Go go forth. Go go forth and and go sport. long." <laughs> <laughs> anyway on that note um we have some words from our sponsors hello we are what's your excuse podcast exactly That's i'm right. caitlin i am megan and we are here to talk to you about all of your things that you want to shit talk about that's right is your life going poorly check are you curious about diseases that are running rampant check, check. Do you want to know all the places I have had sex in this world? Check. Check. <laughs> you can find that all right here on What's Your Excuse podcast uh, at Rogue Media Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play. And Google. Yes, that's right. And give us a follow. <laughs> What's Your Excuse? And we're back. And we're back. We sh you should definitely listen to those podcasts. Or go to those businesses. Definitely, for sure. Give money, give <laughs> listenership. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becca, 
What do you got for me? A classic corner. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Um, so this is a bit where I, um, I find uh, a classic book, a book that we would have all read in English class, and um, I make poor Josie try to figure out what it is um, based on the reviews. I'm really excited for today's book. Is it a Scarlet Letter? It is not a Scarlet Letter. Which is the Scarlet Letter. Is it To Kill a Mockingbird? It's not To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I said To Kill a Mockingbird. You said To Kill a Mockingbird. Which makes me think that your first introduction to that literature was at a cocktail bar. Actually, it wasn't. I saw it as a play before I ever read it as a book. I've never read it as a book. I've only ever seen it as a play. That's very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it's actually kind of funny. I brought this book. Um, I knew I was going to do this book before I knew what your book was. Uh, but one of the, the hot words in the read reviews that mention um, is teenage angst. Oh. Or angst. Or, or angst, as we like to call it here in America. Because we're in America. I clapped and that's bad for podcast audio. Not to mention it, not to get a little bit too much about myself, but there's a huge difference between angst and angst. Angst is just the German word for fear, whereas angst is an American English word, mm -hmm. uh, which is used to discuss kind of the anxiety uh, and uh, and following reactions of, uh, of people, usually when they uh, are, are not fully developed adults. Um, so that's the difference between angst and angst. And Mike, you can feel free to cut all of this out because I know it's not great audio, but I just had to say it. Great. Um, <laughs> so anyway, our first review today is a five-star review. Um, Michelle C. says, I first read this my senior year of high school in 1994, mm. and I had my 18-year-old daughter read it recently. I identified strongly with main character back scrub, then, scrub, 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 and I still find him to be a highly relatable character. My daughter felt the same way. It's semi-embarrassing seeing our innermost thoughts and feelings on paper in black and white for the whole world to read. It seems most people... Mm, I'm getting like a Jane Austen vibe. It seems most people have read this book dislike main character. Some actually feel serious contempt and loathing toward him. Those oh, people yeah. are as equally surprised and confused by our feelings as we are by theirs. So... What does that say about me and my daughter? Probably best we don't think about it too much. Okay. Okay, so this is a first-person narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, this is supposedly a classic. This is from <laughs> DFNYC. This is a one-star. Um, why is this good? This is supposedly a classic. The boy in this book just seems like a maladjusted, not particularly bright or likable kid. I gave up about a third of the way through. I was hoping it'd get better, but I skipped to the last page. It didn't. I'm not sure why this is a classic, but now I understand why the author went underground after having written it. Went underground? Uh, um, the only thing I can think of so far that, like, is if, like, this was, like, a Caillou, like, origin story, <laughs> you know? Why would I count that as classic literature? Well, FKWY <laughs> is also curious about <laughs> why it's considered classic literature. I mean, literature. as you know, every every high school student since the dawn of time has been forced to watch Caillou and then go <laughs> and back read the origin and story. read Caillou's origin story. Um, what do you think Caillou's origin story is, though? Um, Caillou <laughs> was pulled from the mud... Of a clay pit. In the, in, the, in the swamps of a bog. His parents wished and wished for a child, and they got Caillou as God's test. Until such a point. <laughs> no. When they proved themselves oh. worthy for a real baby. Because Caillou has a younger sister, yeah? I, yeah. And do you also, do you remember, like, there was a live-action portion of Caillou? I don't remember that at all, but it sounds very disturbing. So, um... I if I might be totally fabricating this, but I'm pretty sure his cat 
essentially had like mini segments where it was like a puppet cat going and doing adventures. I do not remember that. All I can truly honestly remember is that my little sister watched Caillou and of course our former professor of costumes at Baylor, Joe Joe's absolute hatred and total disdain for Caillou. Uh, that's funny because uh, he always used to tell me uh, that, that my costume designs, the faces of the people I drew looked like Caillou. <laughs> because like I'm not very good at drawing and I'm even worse at drawing faces and so like they were very like simple like face designs, you know? And he got very upset with me for drawing people to look like Caillou. Next review? Yeah, yeah, next review. Um, Two stars from Frank Nordman. I was worried as hell about reading this book again. I read the end of Redacted Book Title the other day, and I found myself wanting to take lead character's name by the collar and shake him really, really hard and shout at him to grow up. I suppose I've understood for some time now that Redacted Book Title, a favorite of mine when I was 16, was a favorite precisely because I was 16. At 16, I found lead character's crisis profoundly moving. I admired his searing indictment of society, his acute acute understanding of human nature, his extraordinary sensitivity. I mean, come on, he had a nervous breakdown, for God's sake. He had to be sensitive. At 16, I wanted to marry lead character. At 40, I want to spank him. After all, redacted lead character's indictment of society boils down to the insight that everyone is a phony. That's the kind of insight a 16-year-old considers deep. A 40-year-old of the grown-up variety recognizes lead character's insight as superficial and banal, indulging in the cheapest kind of adolescent posturing. It suggests a grasp of society and of human nature that's about as complex as an episode of Dawson's Creek. Oh, how opportune! Main character and his adolescent peers typically behave as though the fate they have suffered, disillusionment, and the end of innocence is unique in peers typically... Oh, it, unique in human history. He can't see beyond the spectacle of his own disillusionment, and neither can the author. For all his painful self-consciousness, lead character is not really self-aware. He can't see that he himself is a phony. Oh, man. I feel like this is going to be very upsetting that I don't get it. Um, the phony is such a big tip. I, I, is that like a precise word it's that's a used? Very precise word. Oh man, that triggers no memory for me. Because like for a lot of it, I was thinking like Great Gatsby and stuff. But he's young. He's a teenager. He's a teenager. Think like really, really think like high school literature. We would all read. Oh, I mean Tom Sawyer. Keep going. Is it or is it Huck Finn? No, 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 no. Okay, no, Mark should get away from Mark, Mark Twain. Mark Twain is not at okay, all. Okay, but like Tom Sawyer is like the world I should like live in, like that kind of character. Five star reviews. You're all a bunch of phonies. I had heard of this novel for many years before I got around to reading it and had no idea what it was about when I started it. But I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I found the use of language excellent and the lead character extremely likable. Many of the scenes and phrases used in the book stayed with me long after I'd put it down and made me think. This book is also extremely short. You can read it in a week easily, so give it a go. I would highly recommend it. I also gotta be honest, like, I came in, like, I did online high school for, like, a year and a half, and then, like, came to, so I may have, like, missed this. Steve-O gave a three-star review. I believe this book is about a fish that's trying to find his son, but his son is in a glass box full of water near to a dentist in Tasmania, or somewhere near there. <laughs> Sounds a bit wacky, but I'm a sucker for a dentist story. 
I'm a sucker for it. That doesn't help you at all. It's completely incorrect in every okay, conceivable I was like, way. I was like, the only thing I could think of is if this is 50,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is not a short story. And, like, it was somehow a reference to, like, you know, Nemo. Mm-hmm. Um, not at all. That's not a helpful uh, in any way. It's okay, completely incorrect okay. about this book. It's not... Uh, no, 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 no. It's not a fairy tale in any way. Okay. Um, is it about, like, is it a kid in an orphanage? No. No, okay. You need to think more modern. This book was... Okay, so Catman's yeah. review might help you. Yeah. This book was recommended to me, and I would not heard of it before, so I didn't have any preconceived ideas. I found it extremely well-written and with some profound insights. Although it's very much of its time, 1950s, it's also modern in many ways. The narrator takes us through two days in his life the previous December, and I found his unfolding psychological crisis deeply moving, and can't explain those reviews who say they found it boring. Uh, I would certainly recommend this book. Right, right, because he has a nervous breakdown in it. It's, it's not a Poe, is it? No. 1950s. Oh, right. Because I know exactly when Edgar Allan Poe lived, and it's definitely before the 1950s. Um, and did not just forget that you had said 1950s and, 20 and seconds no one's, no one's a teenage boy. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to get progressively worse. Can you, can, okay, can you give me an author? Will I? It's going to give it away. Pretty much the moment that I tell you who the author is, you're going to know what the author, mm. the writing is. Wouldn't it be so embarrassing if I didn't know? Uh, the lead character is Holden Caulfield. Did you not read this book? I... By J.D. Salinger. I've never read anything by J.D. Salinger. Oh man, you never read Catcher in the Rye! This is Catcher in the Rye? This is what Catcher in the Rye is about? Yes! Yes! It's about a teenage boy just like unraveling slowly? Yeah, he like gets a prostitute partway through the book. Listen, this book is white. So like he has a younger sister, like so he's about to get kicked out of the school he's in and he has a younger sister who's doing well in the boarding school that she's in and like... He's essentially like, society sucks. And everyone relates to it because, like, all Holden Caulfield at the end of the day has to say is, society sucks and I hate it. But, like, Caulfield doesn't do anything to make his situation better. He's probably got severe undiagnosed depression and anxiety. And, like, that's not well addressed in the book because it's the 1950s and we don't know about it yet, you know? Yeah. Huh. Well. Anyway, I always thought Holden Caulfield was the most whole motherfucker that was ever in literature. Becca. Let's I take that sentence so again. Let's much. take that sentence again with all the swears. He's a shithole motherfucker. Oh, I hate yeah, him. there it is. Mm. I hate him so much. So and anyway, all of the girls in my class were like, oh, he's so cute. He's so insightful. He's so sensitive. And I was like, he is? I guess romance is dead. That is so upsetting. Yeah. Do you have any other reviews for it? No, 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 no. I really enjoyed the one that was about Finding Nemo. Finding but, Nemo. Uh, on, on Catcher in the Rye, I guess. <laughs> um, well then, in that case, if you do want some insights, perhaps into what podcasts and or businesses you should patronize, give it a listen! Yeah, 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 let's record. Hey man, this is your boy Prescription. Tune in to Bluesville. Bluesville, Terry ain't shit. 2020. Shout out Ontario, though. The truth. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Y'all can use that? Can we use that? And now, back to Buy the Cover Podcast. <laughs> okay. Listeners, I am so sorry. 
And if Mike decided to cut that out, we are not sorry for anything. <laughs> now you'll have to live in suspense for what we just apologized for. Um, okay, so I guess it's I guess it's my turn for a book. Yeah. Um, okay, so today I am bringing The Legend of the Kestrel by Peter Wacht. Yes! Watched. <laughs> W-A-C-H-T? Yes, Wacht. Yeah, probably... Um, I'm, Wait. Oh, so I'm going to bring it back a little bit of German there. If this is a German name, it'd be Wacht. By Peter Wacht. Which would mean, uh, watches. Peter watches, and he waits. But when <laughs> that, he strikes... That, that's Peter Watten. No one will know. <laughs> um, <laughs> in this episode, we slowly reveal that Josie speaks German. Um, slowly. Uh, so anyway, so today's book, uh, Thomas Kestrel is no ordinary boy. <laughs> Orphaned and on the run... <laughs> He could have never expected the fate of the kingdoms would rest on his shoulders okay. until he meets the warrior, warriors, not the warriors of legend, not the, the legendary, warriors of legend, not the legendary warriors. Uh, so this, uh, this is, uh, this is Night Cries a Lot. Um, she, she's mostly worried that she's crying too much. We don't mind. She's just personally it's, it's concerned. It's like a very supportive group of knights. Um... um I, on the other hand, I am, uh, Knight talks a lot. I might be over-talking, and I'm so sorry if I am. We have to get going! <laughs> Knight, Knight stresses about being there on time. Please, please, we will get there, I promise. The Warriors of Legend. <laughs> um, so the Warriors of Legend. The Warriors of Legend, uncovering hidden magic more powerful than he ever imagined. With the fall of the Highlands, its people enslaved, and its marchers exiled. Thomas is faced with the ultimate choice. Accept his fate and likely death, or walk away and stay alive with his newfound power hidden. You know, we always, uh, or not always, but I, I tend to rag a little bit on uh, fantasies that go like way out there with the naming, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. when it's like everybody's name is like 30 letters long. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's like no, no, no language on on earth has ever like found root in this because you can't put three X's together and like tell me that's a name, you know. <laughs> that's more than three X's, but bringing back that ASMR. <laughs> um, but we're on the other spectrum here. Thomas Kestrel. <laughs> My main character's name is Thomas. I can't. I can't hang. Listen, would you not read a fantasy series that stars Bob? I would. I would. But only if it was short for like... Bob Bing-Bong. Bob Bing bong <laughs> Yeah, that's the one you're going with? Uh, I, so would, anyway, I would read the fuck out of the so book. So, Peter Robertson... Uh, gave a three-star review. Mm -hmm. Book is good, but be careful to the others in the series. Um, this story is something of a standard sword and sorcery coming-of-age book, but it is very well-written and edited. My concern is less about the content and more about how the books are released. Book one, 300-plus pages, 99 cents. Book two, 148 pages, 399. Book three, 200 pages, 399. Books two and three could have been combined. And as the series is slated to be a nine-book series, it will be an expensive read for limited substance. Oh, I'm gonna have to pay four dollars to read a book. But also, like, 
you got this gift with book one being a dollar, essentially, like, hook you in. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like $4 is a more than reasonable amount of money to pay for... For, like, 150, 200 pages. Yeah, for about 200 pages. Yeah, I mean, like, the books that I read tend to be a bit more substantive than that. Um... <laughs> Josie, Brandon Sanderson is an outlier and therefore should not be counted. <laughs> You're right, I do read mostly graphic novels. Oh, it's the only brain can take. All right, moving on. Um, book reader gave this a one star. Too far fetched to believe and lost interest. The book started in an interesting fashion, but once it turned to the source of magic coming just from trees and the secret society of warriors riding unicorns into battle, that was enough. Oh yeah, magic from <laughs> trees and unicorns. That's for a fantasy. Weird. Like it just—that's really far I mean, out there. I'm from a fantasy world, and that's just not how it works. <laughs> Avid Reader also gave it a one star. I love these people that name themselves Reader. Like, that's almost as good as 10,491. Do you read books? Are you here because you read books? Uh, Amazon, Amazon book reviewer. I know how to read. I, I do, I promise. <laughs> I passed eighth grade reading once. <laughs> the author has decided to embrace political correctness and feminist dogma being preached today. Oh, you're right. This is about to be one of those reviews. <laughs> I have read the first three books. In each one, the author portrays all the females as... See, also, I didn't even read the title uh, of it when I initially was vetting this one. Uh -huh. It was like the second. He was like, females. Yeah, you see that females and you know like, it's going to nope, be... This you know is not going to be any good at all. It's going to be so, so... Mm. Ah, chef's kiss. The author portrays all the females as smarter than the males, stronger than the Ballad. males, Ballad. and can twist men around their fingers anytime they wish. Ballad. This includes kings, fathers, husband, and any other male. <laughs> you know... You know the three major types of men. Kings, fathers, husbands. <laughs> like so, like it kings. Kind of like refreshing, kings... honestly, seeing men. Men identified by their relationship to other people kings, instead of women. Fathers, husbands, husbands, and other males. Other males. It, the thing's like it's definitely like it would have been a valid point to be like there's a scene in which like a a king is tricked by a woman and I, I don't think that that's very like, realistic because of like her status and his status but to be like but fathers and husbands cannot be so easily fooled as I you love think. it too because like male authors so often are like she used her womanly wires yeah. to get her yeah. her, her, her voluptuous wiles <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, all the females use underhanded methods to manipulate all the males. Yeah. Equalities of the gender is a fine idea, but the author has created a world <laughs> where only females ever have the correct view of things. Oh, so it's like fantasy realism. <laughs> it is main theme. It is main theme in all three books. It is main theme. It is main theme. Political correct feminism main theme. It is main theme. Me man no like. It gets very tiresome. The main character finds he has a type of nature magic. However, in seven years of having this power, barely learns anything about it. In the story, his grandparents are supposedly teaching him about his power slash magic. Even though the author claims the main character is so gifted in the power, he is one in ten million. The main character barely scratches the surface in seven years. The story drags and drags. I finally gave up and will not be buying anything from this author again. You know, at the start of that review, I was like, I really want to get it. And then at the end, I was like, 
eh, the story drags. Like if if our character has to uh, study to learn their power and like isn't a chosen one, mm-hmm. that's just immediately powerful. What is the point? I mean, like, I'm not having uh, a male power fantasy through this because all of the women's are proving to be all more gooder. Women's. I I do love that the women's who are gooder than the men, um, than the males, I'm sorry. The males, um, right. It, a man is still the main character, bud. Presumably, the main characters write about things at the end. Mm-hmm. What else do we have? Okay, so yeah, let's let's. I've 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 ragged on this book a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and and now let's dive into those five stars. There's sixty three percent of five stars. Four percent is at a at a slightly lower percentage because it just slipped away from me. Twenty three percent. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um. So John Mudd, four stars, all caps. Good series. <laughs> This review is for the entire series up to book three. I love sword and sorcery series, and this is as good as any. Good character development and similarities with the Scotland Highlands. The romantic interest is introduced very slowly, which is okay. Now the not so positive and the reason it does not get a five-star rating. Most, if not all of us who like the genre, want action. Continuous action. The first two books lack this, and we have to wait for the third to redeem the series. Too much unnecessary explanations in the first two books. Author, heed my words for more readers. Also, the author seems to be familiar with Spanish using oso and ecaro instead of ursa and pharaoh, which would be the Latin words. Just a minor pet peeve. Read it. You will enjoy. I just... When we use... Spanish roots instead of Latin. When it make me uncomfortable when, when we use not the when, root language. When in, when in my when when you're working on fantasy, I want you to only borrow from dead languages. I had a real problem. This book was written in English, not Latin. It seems that the author has a familiarity with English, using words like warriors and <laughs> legend, kestrel. <laughs> um, I had another thought in that review, but I lost it. <laughs> Uh, action, continuous action. <laughs> what? I, I've seen some of Game of Thrones, and even they stand around and talk sometimes, you know? Lord, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah, the, like the classic, like, this is fantasy. This invented the genre. Which if you want to talk about people with weird names... Like, the breakdown of, like, the hobbits' names and, like, the language fuckery that Tolkien did with that is fascinating. I just, I, I, I think it is funny, and, like, this is part of the reason that I think people of color have a harder time breaking into the fantasy genre is, like, we have built up this expectation, this very, like, white western mm-hmm. expectation for fantasy, which is, like, all of our magic-y words are going to be from Latin, J.K. Rowling. Jerk Rowling. Jake Hart. Jerk Rowling. Jerk Rowling. Jerk Rowling. The only <laughs> thing we're going to call J.K. Rowling from now on. Listen, Jerk Rowling is transphobic and terrible, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, so she she uses Latin a lot um, in the way that she builds her spells. And so mm-hmm. um, I think it makes it really difficult considering we have such a heavy expectation for how it is. Like yeah. the author is entirely going to build a whole new language a la Rol- right. Rolkin, Tolkien, Molkin. Vulcan. Well, and and the other thing is like even if like even when this author is using Spanish roots, like it is still Latin roots, and it is still like like as much like ugh, like political turmoil that we could get into about like Spanish as a language as it pertains to like 
North and South America. Like, at the end of the day, Spanish is still the language of Spain. Like, it's still a European... It's a romantic language. uh, And, like, still very much based in that. So you're still borrowing from that versus, like... Uh, you know, like writing a fantasy that is borrowing more from I like mean, children like of blood African and bone, countries. For yeah, exactly. Like... African countries are like um, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, children of blood and bone, uh, or um, like even not like Black Panther doesn't have its own language, but like even like what Black Panther is trying to do is being this very rooted in African culture, like futuristic technology. Um, and like actually, I read. Um, Chadwick Boseman, right? Yes. Um, I read. Lead like, actor. Yes, I read. Yeah. A, I read an interview with Chadwick Boseman where he was talking about the accent for, um, for uh, T'Challa, and that he was very clear. He was like, usually when you have like, usually like in movies, like when African leaders are leaders, like when you have kings and when you have um, these like more educated African people, the way the media tends to portray that is educated in Europe and comes back to Africa. And he said, no, like, my accent has to be that, like, I am from Wakanda. Like, I was educated here because we were the best. Um, And so it was, like, very much this intentional thing of this African futurism, high-tech, like, fantasy um, type movie is going to be based in African culture, you know? And obviously, like, the costume designer also had a heyday with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think that we we need more books like that. Anyway, so after this terribly unfunny bit where we rant about how very, very frustrating it is that fantasy is so white and straight and Western. Uh, Um, And male dominant, except for this one. Except for this one. Um, I want to end on a really positive Mm -hmm. from Wayne S. Miller. Wow. Great first book. Holy cow. Wow. Great first book. Most books you can skin and still reach the ending knowing everything. Not this one. You can't skin this book. Can't skin this book. It is not leather bound. God. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed reading this book. The characters, both good and evil, are very well developed. The world itself is very well developed. Humanity, bro G, what we are, falls on both sides of good and evil. This is a good series for older teens to adults. I just bought the next two in the series and look forward to cold winter nights to complete the series. Anyway, I just thought it was nice that that Wayne Wine is looking forward to um to the future. Chilly, chilly cold nights to read the next two much shorter books. Yes. Um <laughs> if only if only he had known what was coming next year. Oh, no. Um, well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, it's a, it's a blast as ever to talk to y'all. Uh, please give us a review. We will definitely read those on the podcast. Yeah, um, please make it a five star. Even if you have terrible things to say about us, it just helps us with those, uh, those stats. Yeah, we, we desperately want to do well. Um, and uh, uh, a huge thanks to They Might Be Giants uh, for letting us use their song Don't Let's Start uh, on the absolutely. podcast, um, which is absolutely insane to us that that happens. Uh, a huge thanks uh, to uh, Rogue Media Network, uh, of which we are a part. Um, Mike Hamilton uh, is an excellent producer. We love having him. Uh, and we love being on the Rogue Media uh, Network uh, family. Oh, no. um, that was my fake review, yeah. I'm so heartbroken. I, I was doing the oh, research. Oh, I checked the iTunes one um, already. And we, we don't have any new reviews. Oh, it's please, sad. please, please do. We want, we, we want to be famous. We want to be so we famous. We want to be a star. We want to have groupies. 
Um, um, we do not want groupies. We're too anxious to handle that. Uh, um, check out other podcasts such as Keep Waco Loud um, and uh, What's Your Excuse, Unoriginal Outlaw. Oh, um, uh, the the newest uh, member coming to the... the they're, they're releasing Drug Media. Them. And yeah, go check out uh, American Cocktail, which is going to be the newest uh, episode coming out. It's going to be... Uh, a really fresh take on um, kind of the mixing pocket of America mm-hmm. mixed with um, mixology and um, making drinks. I'm personally very excited about yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, they competed in the same context uh, contest as us to get yeah. there. Um, and I think, is that all we have to, to say? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I have. All right. Very good. Well, uh, in that case, uh, I've been Josie. And I have remained solidly becca and uh and we've been your judges on on by the cover podcast uh every every episode uh except for the last one we recorded because i forgot it uh we take a look at at the at dark horse by tammy hogue um my my drug book with only the first line of every page visible uh so here's the bi-weekly devotional yes accidental electrocution only according to gossip there was no such This has been Globe Media Network Podcast.